Hello, movie lovers, and thank you for tuning in. This week we have some killer, thriller, slasher-type entertainment as we discuss the 2018, as well as the new release of Halloween. So stay tuned. The Movie Man of Georgia show is about to begin. All right, so we are here today talking about Halloween 2018, and then we'll also touch a little bit on Halloween Kills, the new movie that just came out. Now, Halloween 2018 is a John Carpenter version of the Halloween series. Uh, it is not directed by him, however, uh, but it does follow the character. Now, Halloween 2018 grossed $255.6 million. Now, why do I say this is a John Carpenter version of the Halloween as opposed to like the Rob Zombie versions that we had earlier? I say that because we are back to using some of the original characters that were in the original movies. We got Jamie Lee Curtis in there primarily, and we also have Nick Castle. Now, for those of you who don't know, Nick Castle is the body, is the man, Michael Myers. He was in the original Halloween. He came back. He did the body of Michael Myers in 2018, as well as the Halloween kills that just came out. Alongside Jamie Lee Curtis and Nick Castle, we have some new actors. We have Judy Green, Andy Mitch Cook, Will Palton, and we also have, again, Nick Castle as the Michael Myers. Now, John Carpenter in this has recreated the story. It's not a continuous flow from the original movies. We have kind of like a new setup that's playing off of the first movie. But this is not my realm of expertise. So I am going to turn over the show to Art and get his thoughts on Halloween 2018. And uh, then I'll kind of bounce some things that I have learned about this. And hopefully you'll enjoy it. Art? What's going What's on, going Doug, of course, thank you very much. Uh, as you guys well know, those who do know, horror movie franchises aren't necessarily known for their thoughtfulness. Uh, films that end up spawning decades of sequels initially become part of the culture for a reason, but it's always because it's reflected in the fears of the moment. By the time a franchise, especially something like Halloween, hits the fifth or sixth installment, there's basically nothing much else left to explore except for being like creative ways how to kill off annoying teenagers. Uh, now, everybody very well knows, whether you're a horror movie fan or not, just about it's become uh, pop culture icon status that Carpenter's 1978 Halloween was the prototypical slasher film. Like This was the movie filmed in two weeks on an independent college-level budget at the time and starring the daughter of Janet Lee, who, of course, famously was in Psycho, was the whole impetus behind this 40 years ago. And it's obviously kicked off like it turned the horror movie landscape on its head. The reason this 2018 version has made, in my humble opinion, such an impact is that uh, the sequels that followed the original, the Halloween from 78, even the ones that, that are good, bad, and in between, um, anything fresh or exciting was like left by the wayside. It just, it just became like a cookie cutter, let's make another one. Let's make, you know, it's literally Halloween season, let's make another one and make that money. And then any attempts to give this series a different look and feel, like what Rob Zombie tried to do in 2007, without getting way into that, because I could do a whole separate episode about Rob Zombie's version, but let's just say, to bookend it, they were misguided at best. 
what I'm trying to say is creatively anyway, the Halloween well ran dry a long time ago, which is why David Gordon Green's new entry, this one that's just simply titled Halloween, that's why this to me is such an interesting experiment. Um, to borrow the cinema speak, to borrow the terminology, it's what it's a franchise-wide what's called a retcon. In other words, in comic book nerd speak, a retcon is a direct sequel to this original movie, and it basically pretends all these other sequels that you know that you can Google, none of that exists. Like, empty that from your mind. In this movie speak, in this universe, the only two movies that exist are the 1978 Halloween and now this one and nothing else. Anything else that was like a spinoff, none of that matters. Like, just empty it out of your head. And because of doing that, it allowed Green and then the co-writers, Danny McBride and Jeff Fradley, to build a film that has a narrative reason for existing. Like, they take advantage of every opportunity. They use it to explore long-lasting consequences violence and trauma have on victims. They even, without giving anything away, as, as y'all well know, we're a spoiler-free zone. But because of this, they entirely rethink, in my humble opinion, what Michael Myers stands for. Like, it's... It's if you can't catch the vibe, and I'm trying so hard to be objective and not biased, but I, I, this is the best Halloween sequel, direct sequel, pun intended, that I've ever seen. Like this, I, I'm almost out of words, and that's rare for me. It's, it's a phenomenal film. Now, I like that you said narrative, because that is one thing that I caught with this movie. It was not, it is a slasher film, but at the same time, it, it's not, and I, I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, it's a slasher film in that you have multiple deaths, you have gruesome deaths, you have people dying throughout the whole movie. You expect that with the Halloween. However, Mark touched on this, you have an underlying story and you have a very plain story which is given to us. Uh, no spoilers here, is that the movie starts off and you see Michael Myers has aged. And I like this. I like the fact that they, they kind of went away from the other movies in the, in, the, in the series. And they said, hey, you know what? 78, let's age Michael Myers. Let's make him into a person instead of a supernatural being in this movie. And let's try to explore that a little bit. Let's, let's give him a little bit more depth than just a mindless killer. And even though there is mindless killing in the movie, you have a sense of there's a purpose behind it. You have a sense of there's a motivation behind this killing, which I think goes towards the movie. Now, I'm going to switch directions completely here. I'm going to just pull a break on this because we don't want to give away anything with the movie. And I'm going to do a little bit of trivia here with, with Art just to see if he and our listeners have ever heard of some of these things. Now, Art, I'm with you being a horror fan, I'm sure that you have heard that this is based on a true story. Um, you want to elaborate on that before I give you the fact? I mean, I, I can a bit, but that that's the thing to uh, to most folks that I think is so surprising, not just about um, this movie, the 2018 version, but about even the original uh movies you know everything such as it is for the past 40 years you know so many times when you see um that tagline in movies right when you when you see especially now like uh, as things has gone by when you see that based on a true story in my head even as somewhat cynical as i am instantly it's like you tend to write that off do you know what i mean there's that oh no way that's just building up intentional drama it's building up intentional tension just to kind of 
to to get hooks and people in the good way, like to get them spend that movie ticket money. But the crazy thing is, in this case, believe it or not, it's true. Um, the original seventy eight, according to John Carpenter himself, uh, describes an encounter he had while attending Western Kentucky University. Basically, like in his words, quote, it's a, it's a creepy encounter, like it was a real life, uh, for lack of a better term, almost psychopath that he met in real life. And that's what he used as inspiration to create Michael Myers. And at least when I first learned that, that that shows part of the reason why it's so good. Granted, but that absolutely like I had to pick my jaw up off the ground. Yeah. Now, what's that's a little bit even more skin crawling with this is the person that you're referring to was a 12 or 13 year old kid. And he was actually in the most intense unit of the psychiatric hospital that was was uh, attended by John Carpenter. Now, I'm going to address another part, another part of this myth that is based on a true story. Some people say that this is based on Stanley Sires, who killed his family on Halloween night. Now, this has actually gained a lot of momentum. People have actually said this. And it's it's gained traction in the horror community as, hey, this is based on a true story. There's this guy. He killed his whole family on Halloween. And it, it hasn't been for to use our pop culture term here, fact checked. Uh, it has been researched. There is no such thing as Styers. He is a made up man. There is nothing to it. He is a myth. So if we want to keep with uh, this is a true story. You can say that the inspiration for the killer, Michael Myers, was based off of a real character and it disturbed John Carpenter so much that he incorporated it into the movies. However, that being said, you cannot put your finger on a specific person in the movie. So that's the uh, little bit of trivia that we have here. Now, I'm going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the overall thoughts of this film as far as where we see it going and what could happen in Halloween Kills that made the movie flop in our opinion. So stay tuned. Movie Man of Georgia will be right back. And all right. We are back and we are talking about Halloween 2018. Before the break, we went over a little bit of trivia. We talked about the general, how we feel about this movie. And now we're going to talk about some of the actual uh, parts of the movie and some of the things which happened during the movie and how we think that pertains to the overall series. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start out and then I'll pass it off to Art. Now, not to give anything away with the movie. This is not a spoiler. It's addressed early in the in the movie. But there is a very strong tie to the mask and the mask of Michael Myers. And there's this there's this thought that carries on through the whole entire movie about can evil be actually contained within an object? Can something become a symbol of evil and that evil be uh, related to other people based upon their connection with the object? Now. I think it's kind of interesting the way that they played this off in the movie. But at the same time, I think that they needed to stick to either focusing on the mask and the mask's powers, or they need to focus on the story of who is Michael Myers? Why is he uh, 
pod dedicated to killing people. But that being stated, we we can't go into some great big debate about the movie because, as Art pointed out, it is a slasher film, it is a horror film, and there is not really a deep level of enlightenment that you're going to get from watching a slasher or a horror film like this. But I'm going to turn it over again to Art so that he can kind of break down some of the themes that are in the movie and overall thoughts. And then we'll go to our four criteria and a brief, very brief uh, review of Halloween Kills. Art? Well, thank you as always, Doug. And here's the thing. When it comes to, and I'll bookend this such as it is, for the time we have as quickly as I can, I promise I won't let that Midwestern in me run. The bottom line is, and I'm sure what everybody's wondering, is at the end of the day, streaming or still tickets or however you're going to watch it, straight up buying it, even physical copy, believe it or not, if those, are, if those are still a thing, is this movie good? And there are a lot of things to like in Halloween. In this 2018 version, even beginning with the opening titles, it's an homage to the original title sequence from 40 years ago. And as, of course, a lifelong horror movie nerd, I squeak and freak right out. I fanboyed, so to speak, when I heard that, that the music's the same, John Carpenter wrote on purpose the same theme like there's a lot of great elements um even the the style of it and doug i know this is your, more to your point but even to the style of cinematography uh a little bit of trivia within trivia I'm, and i'm sure you know this but for those who don't um director of photography michael simmons he shot the film in the same aspect ratio as the original did 40 years ago to make it literally look the same i thought that was cool um, so it's it's very much tied to the original. It's striving really hard to be a true sequel, not just with the story and the characters, but in the look and feel. But I mean, the main question, at least I would say, that you're about to ask about about this movie about Halloween 2018, is it is there's there's three main points I think to consider. Is this a nostalgic throwback to the original? Is it a horror comedy, or is it a very mature look on how trauma affects people? And that's a great question. But but the one problem I would have with this film is it's, um, it tries to answer all three at once, and it's almost like the overall plot gets pulled in those three directions, and it, there's at least times where it's like that, that answer to that question changes even scene by scene without giving away spoilers. If I had to pick a so-called complaint for this movie, I think that would be it. Even with all the good within this film, with all my love of horror movies, it still doesn't quite know what it wants to be. And I think you hit the nail on the head there. That's that's kind of what I was going to try to say. Uh, you stated a little bit more fluently. So let's talk about Halloween Kills and do a brief summary on it. I was not pleased at all with this movie. I think it was rushed. I think that the movie lacked in a storyline. It was more of a throwback to the other sequels that we have had. And as Art pointed out earlier, once you reach about the sixth sequel in a series, you lose all the dramatic effects of the movie. You lose anything as far as the storyline goes. And it's a real shame because I was really looking forward to seeing Halloween Kills. I was really looking forward to seeing how they were going to continue the story from 2018. But after watching it, I was like, I really hope that they make another sequel that they go back to the drawing board because it fell dramatically flat. Uh, it was more of a, let's see how much gore we can get away with. And I'll be honest, there were times that the gore was so intense in that movie that I had to turn my head away from the screen. 
and I can stomach a lot, but there was uh, there was a lot in there that just was pushing the envelope uh, to the point of it being wide open, not just being slightly tampered uh, with. So I would say that Halloween Kills, if I had to even go down the list of four, would get a one, uh, regardless of what the gross was for that movie. Uh, entertainment was lacking, originality lacking, cinematography lacking. Uh, it was just a very poor put together movie. So if you want to choose between the two, I would say go with Halloween 2018. Art, do you have any additional comments uh, to add about Halloween Kills? Uh, just a bit, uh, at least a little bit. Of course, if that's cool with your kind permission, I haven't been shy about lifelong horror movie nerd. Let's get that absolutely clear. So to Doug's point, too, I can't even, even now, even after the fact seeing this, of course, I still can't begin to even describe the the anticipation, the excitement, the like, the, this is like Mecca for horror movie fans. You know what I'm talking about? Like, absolutely unequivocally. Having said all that, it was a bit, this, for Halloween Kills, this was very much, <laughs> the only thing that killed was my my expectations to be that guy. And I said that was such a heavy heart because I had such high hopes for this film like everybody else. And I would say to your point, not to disagree with you on many points per se, but even for me, ju just because to do that benefit of the doubt out of like, if we do that stereotypical five-star rating for this, at the most for me, even with, with all my letting things slide, so to speak, for lack of a better term, I, maybe a strong two, and, that, and that's pushing it. Uh, let's get one thing clear. I know Doug alluded to, but even for in the midst of talking of both of these movies, the one and again, no spoilers. So let me, let me make that clear. No spoilers. But please know the main the one of the main dynamics that's changed with these two movies, even with this newest sequel. This isn't uh, like if we had made it clear earlier. I'll make it clear the best I can now. This isn't Michael Myers. Like, this isn't Scream. This isn't, he's just like killing, to be, to borrow colloquialism, they, they retconned it, like I mentioned. This isn't him just killing off, like, horny grouping teenagers. This is, like, the brutality, especially in this latter sequel, is honestly insane. Like, this is an R. This is a hard R. This is rated R for days for a very, very, very odd reason. And we've said this before for a couple other films, but if nothing else we've talked about with these reviews we do, this is absolutely, do not let kids near this movie. I, I use this facetiously, but even for me, to your point too, nothing in that sense shocks me. The, the joke about watching so many horror, movie, horror movies and being used to it, so to speak, and things like that. But I will say, again, with no spoilers, there were a couple specific scenes in this and I mean, it's not in a good way. Like I had to pause it and take a minute and take a breath. Like it's intense isn't the right word. The one last thing I'd say about, about kills is my overall main to bookend the quote problem I have with this sequel is the movie's only an hour and 45 minutes. And it just felt like they crammed too much in all at once. Like it felt like they had hours and hours of all this material, all this um, opportunity, basically like all these options to go to make a sequel from the 2018 film and it just feels like to me, it's one of those, I feel like there's so much more, you know, eventually I feel like we're going to get like a ultra special, whatever director's cut release, like what they used to do with Blade Runner back in the day. And there's going to be all these hours of like what they should have done in deleted scenes. And so that's what's so disappointing to me is they had all this opportunity and it's just like the way to slip through their fingers. And it's a shame because it could have been such a big, big thing for them if they had taken the time to do it right. But they didn't. So now we come to the part of our podcast where we give the four category rating. Now, if you're just tuning in for the first time, we have a four point system 
that we use, and it goes up to five stars. The four points that we do are gross, entertainment, originality, and cinematography. Now, for Halloween 2018, the gross is a strong four. It rates pretty high up there with uh, other films within its genre. It made the $255 million. That's nothing to snub your nose at. Entertainment for Halloween 2018 is a five. I will give it a, I will give it a five-star rating on that. It keeps you on the edge of the seat. It has the storyline to it. And it's very entertaining if you like horror. Originality, I'm sorry, but there's nothing new with this series. It's nothing uh, that you haven't seen before. It is a Halloween movie. It is a sequel to the Halloween movie, although it is done very well. So I'll give it a three as far as originality. And the reason why it doesn't get a one or a two is because I think that this is a very new way of presenting the Halloween movies. However, it is not a new Halloween movie. Now, cinematography on this, I will give it a four. The angles that are shot are very well done. When there are kills, they look very realistic. Uh, you don't have kind of like the 70s and 60s uh, way of doing uh, kills and people falling down and you're looking at it going, oh, that's false blood. Uh, so it gets a four. So my overall rating on Halloween 2018 is an overall rating of a four. And I think that that is a decent rating for this movie. And I will turn it over to Art to get what he thinks about Halloween 2018 based on our four-point system. Yeah, absolutely. From, uh, for, of course, Halloween, for the, for the true sequel, Halloween 2018, for our uh, for our five points, the um, uh, box office. I know it's always my go-to phrase, but the box office speaks for itself. I'd agree with Doug. I'd give it a four, even within the uh, the uh, the zeitgeist of being a horror movie fan, and within the if I can use the word within the horror movie subculture, that is an extremely strong performance. Uh, all kinds of uh, understatement implied for this movie. Like for for it being quote a horror movie, it did extremely well. Um, Enjoyment for me, with, with the absolute true bias of how much I love these kind of scary movies, uh, enjoyment's a five. Yeah, like, I would say with some of the stuff they've done in this film, the, the balance I mentioned earlier they tried to achieve between, believe it or not, between it being almost a comedy and a horror movie, they didn't do it as well as things we mentioned, like those those who are familiar with the movie Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Like, it's not that heavy-handed, but there are all kinds of subtle, like, like in between the lines, subtext and winks and nods to the original and two. If you if you're like a lifelong nothing but Michael Myers Halloween fan, uh, again with no spoilers, you 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 absolutely love all the Easter eggs. That Blumhouse did a really good job uh, containing that in this movie. Um, cinematography too, I'd give it a strong four. Uh, without a pun, I know there are some aspects and angles and shots that have been done before in in a horror movie, and that's true to say. But it's also because um, it very much. In the best of ways, I mean, this this movie very much knows the audience it's playing to. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, the, this is very much a love letter for specifically the horror movie audience. And so the things they do very well. Uh, with originality, to Doug's point, too, even at the most for me, I, I'd, I'd back it down a scale and probably give it a three. Uh, I love the, the things they try to do, to Doug's point, they did very, very well. But also, like you mentioned, at the end of the day, this is... Even though it's been retconned and everything we mentioned, it is still a Halloween movie. It does still have to deal with the shape and Michael Myers. 
um, in that kind of sense, you know, you know the route you're going to go on. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing in that kind of way that's never been seen before. This is certainly better than every other sequel in the franchise, in my opinion. Like, I'm not not saying like this deserves all the hype it gets, but that's not a great achievement in and of itself. Uh, ultimately, for me, this movie feels like a decent movie that could have been a great movie if only he'd been able to to get the tone more right and to be more effective in the delivery. All right. So between your rating and my rating, they both average out to a four. So Halloween 2018 gets a four out of five rating. Now, before we close out, I want to reemphasize what Art said earlier. This is a rated R movie. Do not bring anybody that is under the age of 17 to this movie. Do not rent it for anybody under the age of 17. It is a very gory movie. It is a very intense movie. And in no way are we advocating for anyone under the rating suggested watch this movie. But that being said, if you are of age and you want to watch a good slasher or horror film, Halloween 2018 is a good movie to watch. Now, join us next week when we change the tone altogether and we have our Thanksgiving version of our podcast. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Movie Man of Georgia Show. Good night.